हेलो डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह देसाई टुडे इन द सेकंड लेक्चर ऑन चैप्टर टू द एंड ऑफ बाईपोलैरिटी वी स्टार्ट विद द टॉपिक ऑन सोवियत यूनियन वाई डिड द सोवियत यूनियन डिसइंटीग्रेट हाउ डिड द सेकंड मोस्ट पावरफुल कंट्री इन द वर्ल्ड सडनली डिसइंटीग्रेट दिस इज अ क्वेश्चन worth asking not just to understand the soviet union and the end of communalism but also because it is not the first and may not be the last political system to collapse while there are unique features of the soviet collapse there may be more general lessons to be drawn from this very important case there is no doubt that the internal weaknesses of soviet political and economic institutions which failed to meet the aspirations of the people were responsible for the collapse of the system economic stagnation for many years led to severe consumer shortages and a large section of soviet society began to doubt and question the system and to do so openly why did the system became so weak and why did the economy stagnate the answer is partially clear the soviet economy used much of its resources in maintaining a nuclear and military asernals and development of its satellite states in eastern europe and within the soviet system the five central asian republics in the particular this led to a huge economic burden that the system could not cope up with at the same time ordinary citizens became more knowledgeable about the economic advance of the west they could see the disparities between their system and the systems of the west after years of being told that the soviet system was better than western capitalism the reality of its backwardness came as a political and psychological shock the soviet union had become stagnate in an administrative and political scene sense as well the communist party that had ruled the soviet union for over 70 years was not accountable to the people ordinary people were alienated by slow and stifling administration rampant corruption the inability of the system to correct mistakes it had made the unwillingness to allow more openness in government and the centralization of authority in a vast land worse still the party bureaucrats gained more privileges 
than the ordinary citizens people did not identify with the system and with the rulers and the government increasingly lost popular backing garbachev's reforms promised to deal with these problems garbachev promised to reform the economy catch up with the west and loosen the administrative system we may wonder why the soviet union collapsed in spite of the garbachev's accurate diagnosis of the problem and his attempt to implement reforms here is where the answers became more controversial and we have to depend on future historian to guide us for better the most basic answer seems to be that when garbachev carried out his reforms and loosened the system he set in motion forces and expectations that few could have predicted and became virtually impossible to control there were sections of soviet society which felt that garbachev should have moved much faster and were disappointed and impatient with his methods they did not benefit in the way they had hoped or they benefited too slowly others especially members of the communist party and those who were served by the system took exactly the opposite view they felt that their power and privileges were eroding and garbachev was moving too quickly in this tug of war the garbachev lost support on all sides and divided public opinion even those who were with him became disillusioned as they felt that he did not adequately defend his own policies all this might have not led to the collapse of the soviet union but for another development that surprised most observers and indeed many insiders the rise of nationalism and the desire for the sovereignty within various republics including russia and the baltic republic estonia latvia and lithuania ukraine georgia and other proved to be the final and most immediate cause for the disintegration of the ussr here again there are different views one view is that nationalist urges and feelings were very much at work throughout the history of the soviet union and that whether or not the reforms had occurred there would have been an internal struggle within the soviet union this is a what if of history but surely it is not an 
अनरीजनेबल है व्यू गिवन द साइज एंड डाइवर्सिटी ऑफ द सोवियत यूनियन एंड इट्स ग्रोइंग इंटरनल प्रॉब्लम अदर्स थिंक दैट गर्वाचेव्स रिफॉर्म स्पीडिड अप एंड इंक्रीज्ड नेशनलिस्ट डिससेटिस्फैक्शन टू द पॉइंट दैट द गवर्नमेंट एंड रूलर्स कुड नॉट कंट्रोल इट आरोनिकली ड्यूरिंग द कोल्ड वार मैनी थॉट दैट नेशनलिस्ट अनरेस्ट वुड बी स्ट्रोंगेस्ट इन द सेंट्रल एशियन रिपब्लिक्स गिवन देयर एथनिक एंड रिलीजियस डिफ्रेंसिस विद द रेस्ट ऑफ द सोवियत यूनियन एंड देयर इकोनॉमिक बैकवर्डनेस हाउ एवर एज थिंग्स टर्न आउट नेशनलिस्ट डिससेटिस्फैक्शन विद द सोवियत यूनियन वाज स्ट्रोंगेस्ट इन द मोर यूरोपियन एंड प्रोस्पेरस पार्ट ऑफ रशिया एंड द बाल्टिक एरिया एज वेल as ukraine and georgia ordinary people here felt alienated from the central asian and from each other and concluded also that they were paying too high an economic price to keep the more backward area within the soviet union now what were the consequences of disintegration the collapse of the second world of the soviet union and the socialist system in eastern europe had profound consequences for the world politics let us note here three broad kinds of enduring changes that resulted from it each of these had a number of effects that we cannot list here first of all it meant the end of cold war confrontations the ideological dispute over whether the socialist system would beat the capitalist system was not an issue anymore since this dispute had engaged the military of the two blocks had triggered a massive arms race and accumulations of the nuclear weapons and had led to the existence of military block the end of the confrontation demanded an end to this arms race and a possible new peace second power relations in the world politics changed and therefore the relative influence of ideas and institutions also changed the end of the cold war left open only two possibilities either the remaining superpower would dominate and create a unipolar system or different countries or groups of countries could become important players in the international system thereby bringing in a multipolar system 
where no one power could dominate as it turned out the us became the solo superpower backed by the power and prestige of the us the capitalist economy was now the dominant economic system internationally institutions like the world bank and international monetary fund became powerful advisors to all these countries since they gave them loans for their transitions to capitalism politically the notion of the liberal democracy emerged as the best way to organize political life third the end of the soviet bloc meant the emergence of many new countries all these countries had their own independent aspirations and choices some of them especially the baltic and the east european states wanted to join the european union and become part of the north atlantic treaty organization nato the central asian countries wanted to take advantage of their geographical location and continue their close ties with russia and also to establish ties with the west the us china and others thus the international system saw many new players emerge each with its own identity interest and economic and political difficulties it is to these issues that we now turn next point is what was shock therapy in post communist regime the collapse of communalism was followed in most of these countries by a painful process of transition from an authoritarian socialist system to a democratic capitalist system the model of the transition in russia central asia and east europe that was influenced by the world bank and the imf came to be known as the shock therapy shock therapy varied in intensity and speed among the former second world countries but it its direction and features were quite similar each of these countries was required to make a total shift to the capitalist economy which meant rooting out completely any structures evolved during the soviet period above all it meant that private ownership was to be dominant pattern of ownership of property privatization of state assets and the corporate ownership patterns were to be immediately brought in collective farms were to be replaced by private farming and capitalism in agriculture this transition ruled out any alternate or third way other than state control socialism or capitalism 
Shock therapy also involved a drastic change in the external orientation of these economies. Development was now envisaged through more trade and thus a sudden and complete switch to free trade was considered essential. The free trade regime and the foreign direct investment FDI were to be the main engines of change. This also involved openness to foreign investments, financial opening up or deregulation and currency convertibility. Finally, the transition also involved a breakup of existing trade alliances among the countries of the Soviet bloc. Each state from this bloc was now linked directly to the West and not to each other in the region. These states were thus to be gradually absorbed into the Western economic system. The Western capitalist states now became the leaders and thus guided and controlled the development of the region through various agencies and organizations. Here we close our today's lecture. Thanks for listening.